So I was like totally bugging. You're like really pretty. What, like it's hard? Hi, everybody, and welcome back to She's Just a Girl. I want to start by saying thank you so much for all your patience. Um, last week was quite literally the worst week of my life. Um, I'm not even kidding when I say that. Like, I have literally spent weeks dying in a hospital room, and that was nothing compared to what last week was for me. Um I was just really emotionally drained and I I really needed some time to take for myself and to push through some of the heavy shit that I was going through. Um, I, to be honest, I really don't want to dive too deep into what exactly happened. It's just, it's really, really personal and it's something that I'm still working on at the moment. So who knows, maybe I'll eventually talk about that. Honestly, I probably won't. But anyways, um, I don't feel like I'm at 100% just yet. I feel like I'm somewhere around like 70, 80%. But we're getting there, right? Like this is way better than where I was last week at like negative 22%. You know what I mean? But today... I I really wanted to focus on getting this episode out today because my biggest goal for this podcast, well, with like for myself, was to be consistent, make sure that I get an episode out every single week, you know, talk about things that people want to talk about. And even though I'm still kind of like not okay in a way, I really wanted to do this because I want a distraction. By doing this, by talking, you know, having girly time talk with y'all, like, it's going to be my distraction from the shit going on around me. And if you are going through some shit right now, I hope that this is a distraction for you and that the conversation that we're going to have today takes away from whatever stressful situation you have going on now. And it's going to be a fun one. So just stick by me and I promise we'll have a good time today. We're going to talk about the movies that we all grew up on that we can all quote word for word and movies that really shaped us into who we are today. Like, obviously, the 2000s girly pop movies are my absolute favorites, if you can't tell by the intro to this podcast. So yeah, let's just hang out. To be honest, this episode is going to be super, like, loose. I have barely written an outline I have some key points I want to talk about, but we're going to kind of also just talk. Like if something pops into my mind about one of these movies, I'm just going to talk about it. But today I want to talk about Mean Girls, Legally Blonde, and Bring It On. And we might throw some other movies in there. Who knows? But those are the three we're going to try to focus on today. I would argue that Mean Girls is probably the most iconic film of our time because we all saw it. We all watched it when it first came out. You know, how old was I? I was about seven or, yeah, seven when this movie came out. And it's a movie that I can watch over and over and over again, and I'll never get sick of it. It's just that fucking good. 
And it's crazy to think that it's already almost 20 years old. Like, because I feel like I'm still that little girl just watching this movie. You know what I mean? But I think Mean Girls is very entertaining. It's very funny. And beyond all the comedy and drama of that film, it does teach us quite a few valuable life lessons. And I think that those get overlooked because we're all just focused on how gorgeous. What's his what's his real name? Oh, I don't know what his real name. Aaron Samuels. I don't know what his real name is. I can't think of it right now. But we were all just so focused on that or the drama happening. But let's dive into some of the lessons that we all learned from Mean Girls. Real quick, I just remembered. It's Jonathan Bennett. That's what it was. Sorry, had to throw that in there. Pretty early on in the movie, we hear Gretchen tell Katie that you can't talk to your friend's ex-boyfriend because it's the it's the rules of feminism. And I think that's so funny because I, while I don't agree that that's the rules of feminism, they are like the unspoken social rules that we girls have, right? Like if your friend is looking a hot mess, you're a fake friend. If you don't tell her she looks a hot mess, you're a real friend. If you do, you never talk to your friend's exes. You you don't step out of line on that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because these rules have never been like written down and established by somebody. But they're rules that we all know. It's just like we all have. Like a girl code, right? Like you always take your girl's side, even if she's in the wrong. And regardless of who she's up against, you you know, like we always help each other change in the dressing room and you can borrow my top and I'll borrow your jeans and all things like that. But it's so funny because somebody who didn't grow up with a lot of female friends like Katie did, you would never know those things. Like, I feel like we've just all been socialized to know these things and accept them as normal. But for her, it's like a total fucking culture shock, you know? But I think that's just, that's that's the lesson right there, I guess. Be a girl's girl. Or, no, what was that one thing I saw? Because it, it was very relatable to, relatable to me. It's like, I am a hater. I I can be a hater. I will say that. But... I'm never going to be like an outright bitch to another girl. Like, don't get me wrong. There's one girl in particular I can think of that if I ever saw her on the street, it would be on fucking sight. But if she was ever in a bad situation, as much as I fucking hate her, I would rescue her from a bad man. But then I would fuck her up. Do you see what I mean? Like, you got to help a girl out. Even, even when there's that, those kind of feelings out there. Another lesson that I think really gets overlooked as well is be a trendsetter. Don't be a follower. And I think the most clear case of this in Mean Girls is when Janice cuts uh, Regina's tank top so that her bra is showing, you know, like it's like purple, I think, in the first scene. And then the next day, everybody's wearing their shirt like that. And right, you also think that one part where she's like, I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip flops. So I bought army pants and flip flops. And it's so funny, right? Because that's how it is. 
even though Regina and then eventually Katie, they were fucking bitches, right? They were the mean girls, but everybody secretly wanted to be them. And whether that was subconscious or not, you wanted to be the popular girl. So you were going to follow what the popular girl does. Like for me, I feel like I kind of fell in this trap here in Cheyenne. Like I was trying to be a part of the it crowd. And if you're if you're from Cheyenne, I you probably have a good idea of like what I'm talking about. And with that comes all the nice shit, all the hair, all the lashes, all that kind of stuff. And I really fell into that pit. And it got, I don't want to say it got toxic because there are parts of it that I, I still really love and embrace, but there are other parts of it where like, I cannot do that. Um, but I think, I guess that's another lesson from the movie is to be authentically you, because when you're authentically yourself, you attract the right people into your life. You can create the life that you want. You're not putting on a face for people that in the grand scheme of things really don't matter. Like for me, right? I would get all done up and go to this thing or that party or whatever. And I would come home and my boyfriend would be like, what the fuck? Like, that's not you. Like you're, you're becoming this character and what people want you to be, I guess, in some weird kind of way. But it's not who you really are. It's like you're just trying to fit the situation. And that's something that I've been kind of researching lately is there's this phenomenon called being a social chameleon. And by that, it means that you adapt to different social situations by picking up on other people's behaviors or attitudes, or how they talk, things they say. And it's a it's a safety mechanism, right? Because you want to blend in. You want people to like you. But you're also taking away from who you really are. So if people like you because of this facade that you're putting on, they don't really like you. Like, you were just getting some attention. They don't really like you. And... You know, in the end, when Katie finally became herself, she was a nice girl. Then everybody loved her again. But when she was that mean plastic bitch, nobody fucking liked her. They all just envied her. So, yeah, sorry about that little tangent, but be you. Be authentically you. I think the biggest takeaway from Mean Girls is that high school is all plastic. All the bullshit doesn't matter, right? Because it's just temporary. Like, I feel like so many people think that, and for, well, and for so many years, we're told, right? Like, oh, these are the best years of your life. They're fucking not. You are 14 to like, like, how old was I in high school? I was 14 and then I graduated 17. Those are not the most important years of my life. Those were not the happiest years of my life. All the bullshit, whether it was what people thought about me or, you know, if I was popular or how good of a fucking cheerleader I was, whatever, none of that affects my life as it is today when I'm 20 fucking six. Holy shit. But it's like in the movies, right? Or in the movies, in the movie, Mean Girls, like once the plastics after the spring fling realize that like 
being a fucking catty teenage bitch was a waste of time. Everybody at high school, like, was at peace. I think Katie even says that, right? She's like, girl, wor- girl world was at peace. And it's it's just so funny, right? I, I still think about this shit. Like, nothing mattered in high school. I mean, maybe at the time, of course, right? Like, you might, you had a pimple one day and you're like, oh my God, I'm the ugliest thing ever. So sure, maybe like in that moment, it did hit you. But in the grand scheme of things, nothing fucking matters. I could, I like, I only talk to three people that I went to high school with. And literally one of them is my boyfriend. Like, it's just fucking crazy that people have this mentality that, oh, you know, those were the glory days. Because for me, college was the best years of my life. In some way. I feel like now is also the best years of my life. Like, it's there's no, like, best years of your life, I guess I should say. Like, you just constantly grow and you're constantly gaining new life experience. And it's just always amazing. And it's funny because, right, you get to look back on shit you've done in the past or shit that's upset you in the past and you've grown from it. You're not a creative person or even I guess just a healthy kind of person if you can't look back on yourself like let's say even just like a year or a few months ago if you can't look back on you back then you are not growing as an individual you are not you you could possibly be like falling back in life and like recycling these like toxic fucking cycles of life so the bullshit doesn't matter just be you grow evolve become the best version of yourself looking back on those last few clips I know that this episode might be a little chaotic but that's how I'm feeling today and like I said it's going to be super loose and we're just going to have fun with it see where the conversation flows but one thing I really thought was funny is So in the movie, right, Gretchen is one of the most popular characters. She's a part of the Plastics. If Gretchen went to high school with me, she would have been mercilessly bullied for her last name being fucking Wieners. Like, does I feel like nobody ever talks about that. Her last name is Wieners. And, right, like, you have a group of, like, 17-year-old boys. They're going to be like, oh, Gretchen Wieners. Like, what do you got under there, Wiener? You know what I mean? Like, it would just be something so fucking stupid that they would, like, bully her on but I'm not condoning or advocating for bullying like absolutely not but I'm just saying that like we need to talk about that shit because that's the real shit that would be happening if Gretchen was in school in Douglas fucking Wyoming I think Mean Girls is a really timeless movie because unfortunately high school girls being bitches is something that has always happened and it will always continue to happen. So it's definitely a movie that everybody can find relatable. You know, people who have been in high school, people who are in high school, people who are going into high school, like you're going to run into some fucking bitches. And this movie is not a hundred percent a guide on how to deal with mean girls, but it can, I don't know, it 
give you a better idea of what you're getting yourself into and what not to be like. Okay, now let's move on to Legally Blonde. So Legally Blonde, for me, it wasn't a movie that I loved as a child, but I definitely grew to love it. Maybe I would say like college is when I really, really loved it because I could re- relate a little bit more, I guess. Um, And I don't know. I feel like the humor wasn't there for like for me as a kid is what I'm saying. Like when I was, you know, eight, nine, ten, whatever, I couldn't really understand what made the movie funny. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, holy shit, I fucking love this movie. But it's so it's such a great movie because it, it really focuses on a girl who goes beyond the expectations of what everybody expects her like to be right nobody ever really took her seriously you know she was like oh I'm going to Harvard Law and everybody thought it was a fucking joke and like it just goes to show you like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do even when you have haters who are telling you no you can't or who don't take you seriously and that's something I've dealt with my whole life um especially (laughs) in my later you know later teen years early 20s But here I am, thriving, happy, successful. And where are they all at? Pregnant? In the same hometown? Not having fun? That might have been really mean. And I hope it didn't come across as really mean. But, like, I'm out here living my dream life. Because I didn't want to settle for anything. Like, I... My eyes have always been, like... Or my eyes, whatever. My vision has always been, like to be so much more than people expected of me. And that's all woods for you. One thing that I definitely took from Legally Blonde is that life is too short to be boring and to look like everybody else. So obviously, right, Elle Woods, super hyper feminine. She's a pink girly. She is so feminized and like it's just oh it's so fucking great and I have definitely taken that into my everyday life like I don't like to dress like everybody else I don't like to do my makeup like everybody else like I I really like to stand out because one it's very true to myself right like I I am a very hyper feminized individual I am a very What's the word? Like, I'm not modest. <laughs> like, I don't want to say it like I'm very revealing or promiscuous. That's not the right word. But I'm 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 not shy when it comes to clothing. I'm very experimental when it comes to makeup and hair and different kind of looks. Like, I love that. And I think I've briefly mentioned it on the podcast before. Like, living in Wyoming, it can get super duper plain. Like, I feel like we do have a few people who are a little bit ahead of the times and like who have their own aesthetics and ideas of style. And it's so funny because not everyone's the same. Right. And I feel like I definitely pick up my sense of style and all that kind of stuff from like influencers who live in like bigger cities or different countries, things like that. I'm not looking at, you know, just what's like offered at boutiques across town like well yes I do love pieces from almost all of the local businesses here I'm 
very different in the sense that like I don't piece two things that should go together together if that makes any sense um but yeah I just I don't like to look like everybody else like I I like to be the girl that walks into a room and everybody's like oh who is that because she's wearing something that you don't see around here in Cheyenne maybe not a life lesson but another thing that I took away from Legally Blonde is that a trip to the salon can fix everything. And while, like, yes, like, it, or no, it, like, can't fix everything, the salon is an amazing distraction. To be honest, whenever I'm, like, really, really stressed out, I go get my nails done or get a pedicure or, you know, like, I love when I get to see my hairstylist. I love when I get to see my eyelash girl. Like, for me, that's, like, my second therapy. You know, like, it's just relaxing. It gets your mind off of things. And it also, like, I feel like there is no conversation better than a conversation with your lash artist or your hairstylist or anything like that. Because you get to be so raw and real with these people. Like, my lash girl, Jamie, or Lola, they have heard me. They have heard my entire life story. They have literally been with me for two fucking years. And they, you know, they have different life experiences for me. So whenever I come to them and, you know, I vent and I need advice or even if I just need somebody to, like, listen to me, they're there. I mean, partly because, you know, I'm, I'm going to them for a service. But another part, because we have developed a relationship over two years. Like, this is somebody who's up close and personal with me, like, up in my face, you know, or touching my hair and fucking putting my new extensions in I don't know but definitely yeah take care of yourself I think maybe that's the life lesson take care of yourself and go enjoy a day at the fucking spa or at the salon or do do what you got to do that makes you feel good I think Legally Blonde was really ahead of its time when it came to I guess the the idea that the entire world, right, sees your best life. Like what we put onto social media and all that is our best life. But that's only just like a snapshot of it. That's only what we want people to see. And I think, right, because in Legally Blonde, Brooke, she had all those like exercise tapes and everything. But she was getting liposuction, you know, but nobody knew that because she was putting out this idea that, oh, if you do these workouts, like you're going to have this body like mine. That'd be like me being like, oh, try this new chapstick. You're going to have lips like mine. Like, no, I have like five syringes of Juvederm up in my lips. But you, you know what I mean? And that's that's something I've chosen very publicly to share. I've never, ever lied about having lip filler or anything like that. But it's it's so crazy because it's true. Like, the way that we present ourselves in public, and especially now on social media, is not authentic. It's curated content. And that's, you know, like, the whole idea behind, like, be real. It's content that happens in the moment. You can't plan for it. You just have to post when it tells you to. And that's kind of why I started this podcast. Because I'm very guilty of that as well. Like, my Instagram, honestly, I need to post. I haven't posted in a hot minute. But it's not super, I don't want to say it's not real, but it's not like the everyday. Like, 
you didn't I didn't post a picture of me from last week crying with my eye bags so fucking swollen and like snot dripping down my nose. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like I won't post that on Instagram because I don't want to be I don't know. It's so weird. But on this podcast, this is where I want to keep it real. Like this is where I feel like I can be vulnerable and I can take you behind the curtain of my life rather than, you know, I feel like even some of you listening to this, like I, I, you know, have reached out to me and have even said like, oh, I had no idea that you've ever like gone through something like that or ever felt that way about yourself, anything like that. No, it's real. I, I just choose not to show that part of myself on social media. I don't know. A podcast is honestly the best way to get that out. It's just like, I'm just talking to you the same way I would talk to you as if you were right here or if you were my therapist or something like that, you know, but yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Definitely be authentically you. I guess this goes back to Mean Girls, but be authentically you all the time. And that's something that I'm going to work on on social media. And hopefully this is inspiring you to work on that. So let's all just be our true authentic selves on Instagram, TikTok, all the good things. Let's keep it real. Legally Blonde also teaches us to surround ourselves with positive people. <laughs> like, so Elle's two sorority sisters, Margot and Serena, are fucking dingbats. Like, they are so fucking crazy. And even though they don't understand her decision to go to Harvard Law, like, at first, you know, they're like, oh, for vacay, road trip. Like, they still supported her. And they helped her study for the LSATs. And they were there for her through everything. And if you have you seen Legally Blonde, too, if you haven't, they're they're They help her, too, when she's, you know, trying to pass Bruiser's Bill. And... It's just a very good life lesson. I kind of talked about this already, but if you are not authentically yourself, you're not going to attract the right kind of people. And when you are authentically yourself, you find people who bring out the best in you and who challenge you to be better and who see you as you are and appreciate you for who you are. So that's definitely something I have struggled with like I've had a lot of fake friendships in the past that were just built on something like super superficial wow that was a weird thing to say but when it comes down to it you know like there aren't that many people that I can call absolute and true friends and for those of you who are listening to this and you know you are one of those I love you. But yeah, just surround yourself with good people who make you feel better and who you don't have to be fake around. Arguably, Bring It On is the iconic 2000s girly pop movie that stuck with me the most because that movie is what inspired me to be a cheerleader. And it's where I learned, I don't know, like, Kind of to have that like cheerleader attitude, like that super sassy kind of vibe. And I'm going to be talking about the original Bring It On 
with Kirsten Dunst. Like, don't get me wrong. I love some of... Actually, I love all of the Bring It On movies. I think my second favorite is probably... I think it's Fight to the Finish with Christina Milian. But we're going to talk about the OG Bring It On um, in this little segment. And I think the first life lesson that being original is way better than being a fake copy of something. Now, in Bring It On, right, for the past however many years, Big Red was stealing cheers and routines from the Clovers, and the Toros were always winning, even though they were taking away from other people, right? So cheating is never the way to win, I guess is maybe a way to sum this up, but also to be original, because when you're original, again, you are being true to who you are. You're putting out something that is so unique and that cannot be replicated but when you're taking away from something else just to get ahead it's one not responsible and it's two it's a disservice to yourself because by copying and by is plagiarizing the white word I want to say I don't know but by copying from somebody else whether that's, you know, in a job or on social media, anything like that, it's going to become like repetitious and people are going to be like, uh, you're just like, you're not with it. You're not the original. You're not creative. Things like that. But I don't know. That movie is, it's like, it's really deep too when it comes to that. Like how the Clovers were never able to go to nationals before because they never had the funding and a lot of that had to do with like where they were located and all that kind of stuff. But I guess that's one of the first life lessons that I learned from that. Honestly, after sitting here for a hot second, um, I don't think that there are any like key different life lessons that I've learned from Bring It On that I haven't already mentioned um, before regarding the two past movies that I just talked about but I definitely I'll say I think Bring It On was ahead of its time in many ways but in a lot of other ways I think it is also very um it it took the bad parts of the early 2000s culture um but again I don't know it's a great movie I fucking love that movie. Some people think it's cringy. I know my boyfriend like has watched it once. He'll never watch it ever again. But I don't know. It's just it's one of those movies that I can quote everything like we, you know, before competition, we would always say like the the awesome. Oh, wow. Like totally freaked me out. I mean, right on. Like we'd always say that and whatever. But I don't know. I really, I guess I don't really have anything new to say about Bring It On, like I said. But yeah, now let's, I guess let's segue into like some of my favorite moments from all of these movies. And then you guys should let me know. I think I'll I'll put like a question at the end of this and you'll be able to like tell me. But like, what are some of your favorite lines and scenes from these movies? Let's see, for, what was the first one I talked about? Holy shit, what the fuck? Mean Girls, Mean Girls. Um, oh, God, that movie's so, you, you think you're really pretty. That's probably one of my favorite, or, sorry, no, no, 
you're like really pretty. That's one of my favorite fucking lines. Or when Gretchen's like, I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Like that to me, I was like, oh my fucking God, you are that bitch. Like I have literally said that since I was like 14 years old and I fucking love that quote. I guess also another thing I love from Mean Girls, not necessarily like a a quote or a scene, but I love the running joke of Regina thinking that Janice is a lesbian just because she's Lebanese. Like I that totally went over my head until like just a few years ago when I, I think I saw like a TikTok or something about it. And I was like, holy shit. Now that makes fucking sense. I thought that was really funny. Um, What else in Mean Girls? Oh my god, the part where the part where they're watching um Halloween and Katie like scares them. That was always a funny part to me. I guess, yeah, the the nipple thing, like when she cuts out the shirt, that's really funny. Oh god. I'm trying to think what else I really like about that movie. The spring fling is so fucking funny. Oh my god, sorry, I just remembered this one part. It's at the spring fling when Katie's giving her speech and she's like Emma Gerber, your hair looks amazing and that must have taken hours to do. No shade to Emma Gerber. That hair did not take hours. So now you're just being a bitch because you're over here lying. Do you know what? Like, does that make sense? I'm like, you're just being a fucking bitch. You're just trying to be nice and you're saying something that's not even realistically true. Like, you know, it would have been like one of those girls being like, oh my God, is that is that like a Vera Wang gown? Like, no, you're just being a fucking bitch at that point. I guess moving on to Legally Blonde, some of my favorite quotes and scenes. I love the beginning when Warner breaks up with Elle and she's like, what, my boobs are too big? <laughs> like, you're breaking up with me because I'm too blonde? I think that's really funny, right? Because when a relationship ends, I feel like we always think that it's something to do with us. When that's not the reality at all. Like you are a hundred percent more than worthy of being with anybody on the planet. And if somebody breaks up with you, it's not because of what you look like or whatever. But I just thought that was really, really funny. Um let's see. Oh, the whole the whole scene with um is it Linda Cardellini? as chutney and you know they're talking about like the perm thing that one that was a really iconic scene um oh of course the salon with paulette jennifer coolidge and the bend and snap oh, i'm taking the dog dumbass oh god that's probably the best line from the entire movie but i think it's super fun like the second one is even better with jennifer coolidge and she's like you look like the fourth of july Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Oh my god, I fucking love that part. Bring It On is a little different in the sense that I feel like a lot of the iconic lines and things that I like have to do with like the fact that I was a cheerleader. So it's something, you know, like these lines and quotes, whatever, they make more sense to me. Um, but like I love the entire choreography scene choreography scene with um sparky palastri when you know they're doing all those different dances um and it's so fucked up and i know i've literally talked about eating disorders and all that kind of stuff on this podcast but i think one of the funniest quotes was when sparky was like 
and cheerleading, we throw people in the air and fat people don't go as high. And it's not funny, like in the sense that I'm I'm ever saying that if you are bigger, you're not a little skinny mini that you shouldn't be a cheerleader. Like, I'm not saying that at all. It's just like funny and like that's literally been said to me or at least not maybe not verbatim, but that's how it sounded to me. If that makes sense, like I, I, I'm trying to find humor in the trauma here, but let's see. That's definitely really funny. Um, oh, when she breaks up with her boyfriend and she's like, maybe you're just not boyfriend material. That one's really good. Oh my god! Or the best one with uh, Isis is it Gabrielle Union who plays her? She's like, "Burr, it's cold in here. There must be some Tauros in the atmosphere." I know you didn't think a white girl made that shit up. That was just so fucking good. And that, like, honestly, it's, like, kind of the whole theme of the movie with, like, race relations and all that. I just thought that was really funny. And I also just realized that I talked about three of the movies that Ariana Grande had in her Thank You Next music video. Or that she, like, parodied or whatever. Because I think I've mentioned it before. Like, I am an Ariana Grande stan. I fucking love Ariana Grande. And Thank You Next was such an iconic music video because it took all the best parts from, you know, Mean Girls, Bring It On, Legally Blonde, 13 Going On 30, all those like movies we grew like grew up watching. And it's just so fucking good. I love all these movies and I hope you love them too. And if you didn't like any of these movies, let me know why. Like, I'm very curious because these are movies I've watched. I watch them at least twice a year. We should say that. <laughs> but I guess that should probably wrap up girly talk time today. Um, like I said, I really wanted this episode today to kind of be all over the place. It's like if you ever have a conversation with me in real life, you know that it's like super all over the place and we'll bounce back and forth. And, and then I'll think of something else and just like throw it in there. But yeah. So thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for listening to me on this probably really chaotic episode. I'm not exactly sure just yet what next week's episode is going to be. My entire schedule kind of got like fucked up. Um, but I will let you know on the Instagram, whatever I decide to make next week's podcast about. And... Again, we'll go back to being a little bit more structured, not just this this chaos that is today's episode. But yeah, again, thank you guys so much for your patience too. And for all of the love and support that I've received over the past week, it's really meant the world to me to know that y'all care about what I'm going through. And, you know, you were of course very obviously supporting this podcast i i appreciate it more than i can ever ever express to y'all but yeah so that was our girly chat for this week i will talk to you guys next week at 6 p.m on monday bye y'all